Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast, episode 83. How did we get here? With your host, Coach Mario. Dr. Mario. Along with Frank. Well, I think if you're still around, (laughs) 83 episodes later, (laughs) or new to it, either way, you should still know how we got here. So how did we get here? Um, I mean, I remember specifically... Actually, wait, no. I remember specifically Frank for like two years told me, we need to do a podcast. We have a lot of, we got a lot of, we got a lot of good things on our mind and good things to say. And I think people want to hear it. So I, originally. I remember that. Originally it times. started, Coach and I would talk about, man, we got some funny stuff to say. If only we could find a platform to say it. And, we've, and we went over, you know, maybe doing some sport related or then we said <laughs> YouTube then we said, oh, man. And then at some point during COVID, it became podcast. Yeah, you wanted to do something. I couldn't remember. I can't remember for the life of me what it was specifically. But yeah, you, I remember you saying it a few times. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Dude, just our conversations, man. The stuff we say. We've never sat at a restaurant and not had the neighboring tables join in. That's never happened. True. So, I mean... No matter what it is, whether whether it was, you know, something in depth like, you know, politics or it was just us joking around or at a sporting event even. Like we've gone to sporting events where we've sat there and the whole section is laughing. This is true. So, yeah, I mean, OK, so that was a couple years before. How did we, how did we get you, Dr. Mar? How did we reel you? I must have just told you we were doing this and you're like, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I just show up. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's that the most is accurate the thing. Truth. We are still waiting on a coffee run from our favorite. Oh, uh, he's done. Oh, I've delivered. He's I've done. delivered. Uh, yeah, I know, but I think I just told you about it, and you're like, "Cool. When do we start?" And then I think you know, at that point, we we, we were you know we went out, we got the right equipment and whatnot. Which well, I thought it was a great idea. Number one, because you and I, uh, coach, have uh, delivered training, and we've got this. You know, beautiful dance, this banter, this back and forth where the youth and the maturity and and we pour into so many people's lives. And then uh, you mentioned bringing Franken and I know the dynamics between us three, you know, the humor, the ability to talk about things. And we don't necessarily always agree on everything. I think, yeah. True. Okay, so you had mentioned it, and then I had said, yeah, Frank's been telling me to do that. And then when I told you, you're like, oh, but your dad has to tell you, and now you want to do something. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. That's exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, and I was like, oh. He, that's he, how we got here. <laughs> okay, and then you're like, yeah, that's what I've been saying for a couple of years. So, yeah, that is how we got here. I was on a Thanksgiving. Was it? Was, it? it was. It was after Thanksgiving, you know, dinner, an early dinner. And we had a lot of... of uh, both our families there. We had both our families there. And I remember we sat down right by Dr. Mario's kitchen. Mm-hmm. And when this came up and, and I, I'll tell you this. And I know I remember that vividly because I was like, I got one shot at this. Cause I've been preaching for years about <laughs> it. So, uh, we did this and then I forgot how we came up with the name. We, we, we had a different name for this. Um, and before you know it, we got to strategic life, right? Um, can't remember. I forgot the other name, and we 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 go thesaurus, and then we ended up with strategic. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's a good spinoff from the neurostrategic 
a coaching institute. I which mean, is our yeah, I think unconsciously that was probably the, the grab right. right there, neurostrategic coach, strategic life podcast. But it was also what we wanted to provide. You know, it was what yeah. what did we want to bring to the people besides obviously great conversation with Winnie, handsome young gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's us. Uh, in case you're wondering, and uh, that's also why we don't have our faces on the cover of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking at chess pieces on that phone right now. True story. Yeah, we did that, and then I I remember one thing led to another, and Coach really took it from there because Coach, you 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 set up uh, logos, fonts, uh, website, website, and logos, then t-shirt design. Well, no, that was Frank. Frank handled the t-shirts. No, uh, the t-shirt promo stickers. That was me. But then you did. We it. did the logo together. Correct. Yeah, we got the we did the logo together, and then I handled all. I got all the equipment. We got the equipment. Got all that. Doctors like, hey, I have space in the office that we're going to use for this, and you know, that provided eight, the environment. Eighty-three episodes. Eighty-three episodes. It's a. That's awesome. Ju- and then I just show up. <laughs> <laughs> so besides that, let's let's go deeper. How did you get, Frank? How did you get here? I drove here. Thank you for no, that. That's it. That's all you got, man. Uh, a lot of. How did you get here? A lot of bad mistakes I learned from. Positive <laughs> learnings. That's positive what, learnings. That's what I, I like that. That's what I heard. Um, man, I I got here. So, a how I got here to this particular place in the podcast. Um, I mean, this, you're free to go with whatever comes into the brain here. Well, to a, roam around well, the a little cabin. bit of both, right? So, Coach and I knew each other from way back, but we just knew Correct. each other. We had a lot of friends in common, um, yeah. and of course, when meeting Coach is how I met Doctor Mario. Um, and then, you know, that just became a good friendship after, you know, and, and we knew each can, other, can but I, we weren't really I friends. Can the story of how I met you? Yeah. And at that time, obviously you had the name Garcia, but we weren't really related. Now correct. we are. Correct. Yes. Correct. So I met Frank. God, we were in someone's neighborhood. It was someone's get together, house party kind of thing, chill thing. So you came in <laughs> and you're talking to people and I'm just overhearing like everyone talk about their cars, of course. So this is when we poured all our money into our cars. And I just hear my Benz, my Benz, my Benz. And I'm like, oh, okay, rich kid over here in his Benz. My Benz, my Benz, my Benz. I hear it probably like three or four more times. How long did you probably have that at that point? Did you have it for a while already? I don't remember. See, I don't remember meeting you when I had the E-Class. I, well, I, I remember meeting you when I had the Accord. So I know when I first met you had the Benz. So I, I remember, remember going that. out and seeing that 1963 jalopy of a Benz. And I'm like... I th- my eyeballs touched my, <laughs> my eyebrows I'm like this is the Benz we've been talking about for 30 minutes and I just laughed at myself because I just thought it was funny and it was it wasn't like a judgment laugh it was just of course like, there was a judgment laugh you're <laughs> still doing the judgment laugh <laughs> look at that face yeah like now it's not judging it laugh. just I just looked at the car just looked at that smile and he was so proud and I'm like this guy's goofy bro I was proud of that. It was a, <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. And it was a 1990. Okay, it was a, stop. Uh, but yeah, no. But you see, I don't remember. I, I remember. I just you. remember you had to like, like you had that stick in your trunk, and you had to like hit all the girls off of you. You're like, get away, get away, get away. I wish, I wish. <laughs> get off the bench. Uh, no, man. I see. I remember meeting you when you had the RSX, and I had the Accord. Mm. And then so you forgot we, when we first met. That's what you yeah, said. That's yeah, what yeah. You see, that's when I, because I remember again we have friends in common that would like invited me over, and they're like, oh no, yeah, no, you everybody's driving a Honda, and we, we were all driving Hondas. Um, so I had <laughs> I had the two door Accord, and then I remember you with the RSX, correct. So I remember that, and I that I remember we got you know we, we, 
hung out at some points, you know. We, we yeah. had some friends in common, but never really hung out like that. So it wasn't until you met my sister, dated her behind my back, and then we <laughs> no, and it's the moment that cha- and it's the moment that changed your life. So I met Dr. Mario. I was conceived on a rainy night. <laughs> no, it was actually a, oh, a sleet. Sleet night. Hold on. No. This will be good. No, this is a true story. When did you meet Coach? Coach. So, <laughs> so oh I God. was in officer. Um, this is happening. Infantry officer school. <laughs> and we were in our field training exercise right before graduation. I had just completed officer candidate school. I got my second <laughs> lieutenant bars. And um, just got a full wax. We were completely, <laughs> completely in a field training exercise in Fort Benning, Georgia. When, unbeknownst to us, we were all in sleeping bags. I mean, we're talking about the entire company out there at night, and there was no snow or sleet in the forecast. And lo and behold, around four o'clock in the morning, I feel this chill in my back. And when I open my eyes, it is absolutely freezing rain all around us. They pulled us in from the field for 24 hours. And in those 24 hours, I went home and mama had some coffee and warmed me up. And Mario was conceived. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) True story. That's not what I thought. True story. I, I thought he was going to say the day you were born. No, that no. was the day. That was the day. That was the day. Didn't was you hear conceived. me go? Why? Because 24 hours later, they took us back out there, back to the training field exercise for another four weeks. I know. Was, uh, I was in the barracks, and I'm like, wait, how am I getting conceived here? You see, but that's really cool because, like, I thought I was the only person that knew how he was conceived. Oh, jeez. This My, is common information. All right, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if you well, have a story on how you were, you're conceived, only gonna be forty in a couple right months. Right no, because because you have to realize, like like you think about it, a cold night in a sleeping bag, and then you know, warm coffee and the cuddle of a woman, like like that's beautiful. That, that's that's come that's on, what it's a true love story, dude. You. Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast. <laughs> Conception with your host Mario, go so, Mario, whatever your name is. <laughs> so funny story. So I, I, I I'll go because I don't think you guys know this one. Here we go. Uh, we were at a family barbecue one time, and a whole bunch of us are, are over there, like friends, family. It's a big barbecue at my parents' house. Um, my dad's grilling. My mom is 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 by. She's closer to the house, right underneath, and, and we're all drinking, including my parents. I was way younger, and and you were twenty one. Got my it. <laughs> Out of nowhere, uh, the grease song comes on. You're the one that I love, right? The that one that I want. But continue, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. And my mom just like with a drink in her hand slaps me on the arm, doesn't look at me, and goes, "You were made to this," and keeps drinking. And I'm like, "What?" Wow. And I just stop, and I'm like, "What?" And she stops. She's like, "Oh my god, I just realized what I said." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 dish it out. Like, talk to me." She goes, "No, no, no." I'm like, "I want to know how, what what inspired." She's like. Uh, I love John Travolta. Your dad loved, what was it, Olivia? Olivia uh, Newton-John. Rest in paradise. She's like, we were watching this. We were drunk. It was a stormy night. It was, we were drinking wine in Venezuela. And nine months later, you. And I'm like, okay. She's like, so you were conceived to the entire movie of Grease. And I'm like, oh my God, I'll never look at that movie the same again. We're going to go home and watch that right now. You're going (laughs) to. Be careful. When I come in to do my taxes, I'm going to bring the soundtrack in. So yeah, so that's, so that's you funny. didn't know what you were getting into when you said, "Let's do." How do we get here? 
I don't think this is where we were. Where we this is not. It was this not is your personal development journey. But sure, let's start at conception. All right. Well, it takes a village. So yeah. So Greece. Nine months later, I was born. Um, and then you the know, Benz Strategic Life Podcast. Here we are. Thirty-seven years later. Here. Qué <laughs> rico. Right. So, Doctor Mario. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure I, if I, I want to hear hey, about here, grandma here, and grandpa right now. No, it's 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 really a good story. I gotta <laughs> oh, say. Oh man, there we go. <laughs> you know how you were made. He has the video. <laughs> there was no videos back there. There he was. He has the drawing. There was the real the reels. He has the tablets. No, but the story of how my parents actually met. My dad was in the Korean War, uh-huh. and uh, my mother was uh, you know had just gone from Puerto Rico to New York City, and she opened up a magazine. And there were these ads from soldiers that were in the Korean War that wanted pen pals. And so she started writing to a couple of these soldiers. And one of them happened to be the guy who would obviously then be my dad. She swiped right on Grandpa. She swiped right on the uh, on the mail stamp. <laughs> Check that out. So she started writing to him. And when he returned home from the Korean War, he went to visit New York City. And they started dating. And then they got married. Wait, so he had he was living where before he left for the war? Puerto Rico. I like how you say it all Hispanic. Yes, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Of course. Isla del Encanto. So he was living in Puerto Rico, he went to the Korean War and then he went to New York. He went to New York City to just to scoop up Gam Gam? Yes, absolutely. Word. That's crazy how that happens. My parents met each other here in Miami. My dad's Cuban, my mom's Venezuelan. They met here in Miami. Thirty days later they were married. Hmm. Wow. And they've been together what, almost forty years? So it, it, it's crazy how that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, so can yeah. you imagine? Just I know women for 40 years can't get their, <laughs> in a, relationship, a 30-day relationship. <laughs> That's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're asking how I got here. There you go. I mean. There you have it. Yeah. This is definitely so not would, the way. If she podcast. would not have answered that ad, Mario wouldn't be here. That's Because I wouldn't be here. Because you wouldn't be here. That's funny. So this was like, hold on. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm glad you guys you get are getting this real time. Pen pals. Yes. Wait, so who is he writing to? This is like. That's what a pen pal is. That's no, okay. fool. Like, I meant like <laughs> in, in the newspaper. <laughs> so, like, what nationally syndicated pen pal Ponzi there scheme was a, with international newspaper? No, that, that no. was a thing in newspapers. That was a thing in so newspapers every, and magazines to support the war effort. They would put ads. To Correct. write to soldiers and the soldiers, if they wanted that, so you would go to a page in yeah. the newspaper. How do, you know, how do you know this, Frank? Were you there? No, but I, I, I I've seen it. I've he read knows history the story. Books. Yeah. yeah, you watch a lot of Time Life. No, it's just <laughs> order these eighteen DVDs to your door now. <laughs> no, I, I history <laughs> Channel. Yeah, you, you watch documentaries. These timeless classics. So, so, so the soldiers wouldn't get mentally fatigued. Newspapers mm-hmm. and things like that would help them out by publishing their stories. So you would write a letter and hey, I'll, I'll, I'll and then you could put on there, yes, I'll look for a reply. And whoever reads it in the newspaper can reply back to that division of the army. The letter would get to the soldier. Right. You're so cultured. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, man. He Again. answered. And then he knocked on the door. I was made to Greece. That's how I know that. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got I got nothing else on that. I got chills <laughs> and they're multiplying. There you <laughs> go. There it is. I like it. That's funny. So that's how I don't we're think here. that's what Coach wanted to know. No. I, I don't think. 
He's coming up on his 40s soon, so, Uh-oh. you know, he's getting Just all the levels of awareness. Getting all, this, all that information. Yeah, this episode is letting the listeners deep inside, huh? Who we yeah, really are. If you're still with us, and uh, <laughs> And you should be, because this is the story. See, everybody likes the glory, but they don't know the story. Ooh. Ooh. That rhymed. He's rhyming. That means it's so that's extremely important, because after my parents got married, and I was born in New York City, they took uh, my brother and I. To Puerto Rico uh, during the civil rights, um, you know, scuffles during the gang wars in New York, 1972-ish. They took us to the island. So I actually completed junior high school and high school on the island, which mm-hmm. was a blessing. Which island? Puerto Rico. There you go. <laughs> because I learned how to fluently speak, read, and uh, write Spanish. Wait, so you were, As a you, result, you weren't speaking Spanish in New York. Actually, here's what's interesting: is one of the things, another one of the gifts. My my education in New York City obviously started in Catholic school in kindergarten, uh, soon to go to public school, elementary, and first grade. But my father, from the time I was five years old, when I come home from school, would sit down with me and guide me to reading El Diario La Prensa, which was the major New York newspaper in Spanish mm-hmm. and I would have to read several pages and that's how I was able to pick up conversational Spanish because him and I would read the paper every day so by the time I went to the island when there were some other individuals leaving New York City returning back to Puerto Rico that were my contemporaries they were having to be placed in one grade lesser because they couldn't handle the right. Spanish I actually didn't have that issue because my dad had taken care of that. See, my parents did something similar. My parents, everything that they did or 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 threw upon us was in Spanish. So church was in Spanish, dinners were in Spanish, mm-hmm. family was Spanish, um, anything. Even so, for us, it was El Nuevo Herald, right? And my my, my dad would get you know El Nuevo Herald, and hey, you know what, you're gonna help me out, or we would read sports, or listen to sports, or watch sports. And it was in Spanish, right? Um, fellow Ramirez listening mm-hmm. to the Marlins or something, you know. So, um, so he tried to influence as much Spanish as possible. We were in the car; he would play Spanish radio. Um, so they, and and it, and it was good for them because they understood it and they knew it. But it, it, for them, it was also a way to influence the kids. Hey, you're gonna get enough English with friends in school, mm. you know. Here, that Spanish. was the thought. That was the thought in our them, house. Yeah. Speak Spanish at the home. And with the families, and my mom was obviously the person about the culture, mm-hmm. you know, and the roots. That's why I know our roots uh, from my mother's side are traced all the way to Italy. Uh, when the, they immigrated from Italy, from the Sicilian area, and, and um, they went to Puerto Rico. And then from my father's side, uh, through Spain, uh, down uh, to Egypt. Uh, way back in the day, so check yeah. that out. See, we came here. So, so when, I'm still learning how to speak Spanish. So <laughs> you're learning how to speak Cubanes. <laughs> Actually, I've been told recently that my Spanish down, sounds Venezuelan. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had you two must be hanging out with a lot of Venezuelan realtors. I've been told <laughs> that, that like that I, that I'm Venezuelan. Oh wow, that's funny. Okay. Twice already, so mm. must be official. Don't look at me because I get told I'm Cuban, <laughs> and I am uh, Venezuelan. <laughs> but even then, uh, but uh, but yeah, no. You see, uh, my parents met here. 
got married and then said, well, we're going to move back to Venezuela because my dad didn't have anybody. So my mom's family was all over there. So then my dad's like, yeah, we'll go live with your family. You know, go. Um, they went to Venezuela. This was in 80, 83. Um, so they lived there. I was born 84. Uh, fast forward to 87, the beginning of 87. Um, that's when communism took hard into Venezuela or, or the beginning of it. Um, and the Bolivar just rose up and inflation and all this crazy stuff started happening. Uh, my dad looked at my mom and said, I've seen this movie before. This doesn't end well. And we're all, we're going to, let's go. We're going to lose our <laughs> stuff. Let's get out of here. Um, my mom a little reluctant, but understood that America was a better possibility. My mom was pregnant with my sister. Uh, so in, you know, early 87, they came back to Miami. Uh, and then my sister was born here, um, and then they just raised the family here, and they stayed here, all, you know, all this time. Um, so that's how I ended up in in Miami. Wow, that's a great story. So for for us, uh, I joined the army at seventeen. My first assignment was in Germany, and you know, did nearly two decades. We decided to uh, stick around in the Midwest when I uh, finished my. Uh, uh, my tour in the army and I retired and then I decided to come to law school. That's how I ended up in Miami is actually attending university of Miami school of law and followed by being a prosecutor and then building the businesses and the Institute and always being involved in church and ministry uh, from the early eighties, even while I was in the military, you know, planting churches and, and being pastor and, then once we decided to close the law firm after the loss of our grandson and, and doing some other things, uh, went into chaplaincy for about three and a half years, working with hospice uh, patients and ministering to their souls and their families, which was extremely rewarding, very challenging, but very rewarding. And, uh, you know, doing the things that we do with building champions with Liberty University and doing some things like that. And along the way, we have these wonderful three adult children, which Mario is our youngest. And uh, he's got his own experiences to tell. So how did you get here? Did you want to come here? I was going to say, you packed me up, bro. <laughs> you packed me up, bro. I had no choice. Well, no, I didn't want to come here. I remember Mario on the U-Haul. I was crying. The back like of Like a baby girl. <laughs> I, was, I was crying with my portable CD player and my stack of... No Limit and Master P CDs. <laughs> Definitely didn't want to move. But again, I was, I moved around. But before Miami, you guys lived where? Illinois. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So from Southern Illinois, Here. straight to we Miami. We came straight to Correct. Miami. Okay. So he yeah, was, I was stationed in St. Louis, which was my last duty station. I was a program new. manager for a multi-million dollar aviation program. Because I was an aviator in my last eight and a half years in the military. Okay. Right. So. You would, didn't want to leave Illinois. Well, no. But again, at the same time, we had moved around most of my youth. The two youths, Yana. The two youths. Two youths. So I was 16, 17. Oof. And I, had, and I had been there since third grade. I remember. I don't know the age. What are you? Eight or nine in third grade? So like that's all I ever knew. I remember, I remember moving from Puerto Rico there. But I was still young. So I was like, yeah, whatever. New place. Get on an airplane. But uh, yeah, but you so were in high school already then. In yeah, Illinois. so I did. I did. Oh, my, so you started high school in Illinois. I did my freshman Illinois. year there, and then oh, and yeah, then, they that, put, that and then I had my first my first girlfriend, like my first real girlfriend, 
And then they're like, hey, that's enough of that. Break that crap up. We're leaving. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, it was exciting. I was like, I mean, of all places, you know, Miami. Uh, it's just funny because I remember always looking because I'm not a fan of the winter. I like to visit the winter and then leave it, <laughs> right, where it <laughs> right where it lies. All that de-icing and scraping the snow off. And, and layers of clothes. Yeah, no. And then some winter. I have winter clothes in the basement. I don't want to deal with any of that ever. I want to visit it and then leave it where it lies. What's a basement? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all their baggage is kept <laughs> for the people from the from the people of the north. So um, yeah, um, so came down. I remember, but I remember being up there in that freezing weather, and I have very sensitive skin, so it's just the cold weather didn't agree with me. <laughs> no, really, my eczema would really flare up, and people were like, "Oh, I have eczema too. And I have a little dry spot on my elbow." I'm like, "No, like my, my fingers crack and bleed." People like and, it, and I have feet. severe. Yeah eczema like when winter came around it was just my fingers were gonna fall off so i remember like i'd always grab you know the newspaper in the mornings when i this is gosh, i'm dating myself i would grab the newspaper as i had my cereal for breakfast every morning i used to grab my cereal <laughs> <laughs> and read the funnies uh, i remember always reading the sports section and then i always remember flipping to the back because that's where the weather was and i would always look at florida and i'm like it's always warm there and here it's in the 20s <laughs> yeah so it's funny that we actually ended up moving there because that's where I always I always used to go and look at Florida. I'm just like, it's always 80 and 70 degrees over there, man. And then here we are. So no, didn't want to move. And then once we got here, you know, here we are. Yeah. Now, even though, and we met in high school. Correct. Yeah. yeah but, but I got here in 10th grade. So yeah, but funny, we did not have the same high school experience. I mean, well, you know. Because you didn't have the same Miami typical high school experience I did. I don't know what that means. I was drinking when I was 14. Oh, no, sir. I was, yeah, exactly. I was definitely a church. I was definitely a church. Like, I was 15 when I had my first drink. Oh, no. I, did, I, had, I, oof, I, didn't, I didn't have my first drink until I was 20. Yeah, you see? And that wasn't to drink to get drunk. This was like I tried. Like, I remember. Someone's like, you want to try the Smirnoff ice? I'm like, ooh, I no, can try that. I, like, I, I can tell you, I was, I I was, I was 18 hard. and drinking at bars. Like, okay, we did, so Miami did This is the strategic life <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we like to... to Cancel, cancel, delete. We don't drink underage. I remind you how we started with conception. <laughs> We're going to go. I mean, it, it, it was different times. And, and, and it's funny because now you look at it and you're like, I, you say things like that. You're like, oh, it was different times. But it really was. I mean, like, you can go get a couple beers at, at, at 18, 19, 20, and you'd be fine. Like, it wasn't anything good. Now, we weren't getting completely destroyed and driving. That wasn't the case. Um, but you could. <laughs> and there was th- there was not going to be any harm. You can go down the street now. Is this, nowadays, this is one of those times you disagree wild. with Frank. Totally okay. Yeah, yeah. that happens a lot. Yeah. I know. I, think you, I, still, I still love your soul. <laughs> I am what I Listen am. Listen to our previous episode. <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> but, so that's how we got here, folks. But yeah, man. So, um, but then after that, um, I, I. Contrary to popular belief, especially by by people that don't know me, but um, yeah, from there I went uh, to boarding school. Where his I actually sent no, him. no, no. I, I I tried college. I tried it. I tried it. Um, but they tried you. It wasn't that college for me just felt like an extension of high school. And then during college, my parents were like, "Look, you're gonna have to pay for this on your own, but we want you to go." Um, I tried. I tried really hard. I went to. I, I tried college, but then once I got into making money. In the business world, I'm like, hey, like I'm better at this than I am at school. And thankful you don't have a debt today. 
Correct, <laughs> correct. So then I, but I, if you I, hold out, you can get ten thousand of that forgiven. Okay, let's not go. There. Don't don't do that. <laughs> By the way, debt forgiveness is a taxable income, so you're going to pay taxes on that 10K. There you go. Yeah, stuff people don't know. Newsflash. Um, so so I, I, I did college, and then I realized it wasn't for me. I tried to start my own little business with my dad. We opened up a courier company, and we're good. And that's when a huge payroll company kind of like took me in. And that's how I ended up at that company. So it was like I, I, I always – I had two prior companies – before I went into corporate America, I had my own public adjusting firm and that I had my own. It was my own. And at a young age, I was 21, 22 when I had that um, loss change. They got crazy and then they started cracking down and people thought it was all fraud and stuff. Um, so before you know it, like I started seeing some of that and I'm like, I don't want to get involved with this. I'll just get a job for now. Um, I started helping my dad with the courier business. So I, I had two companies at the time before I went into corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed in corporate America because eternity comes one day at a time. You stay there one. <laughs> it does. Right. Hey, you, you, you stay there one day and then, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a year. And then a year turned into 13. Um, and then you start seeing money and other people and you associate you, but you forget that there's more out there. So, um, when that finished, that's when I started Amphra. But, uh, but even through that, I was, you know, at that point I was already friends with coach and, and Dr. Mario and, you know, once that terminated, it was like, hey, like, you know, I think it, this is the right time for us to do this. I think timing was excellent on this podcast. Like It was. It really in, was. in our lives, in the three of us, individually, I think it was the right time for us to do this. I mean, all things considered, yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately, to get together, like I said, what, eight, episode what, 80, 83? 83 episodes. That's, that's, that's once a week. Yeah. I mean, even if, you know. For eight, that's a over a year. That's a lot of that's a lot of content. That's a lot of time spent with you two fools. <laughs> but real think, and raw. But that's yeah, one of sure. the beautiful things. COVID brought us together a lot. Like we spent Is that a lot. When of we started it. Was it during? No, it was after COVID. It was okay. It was after COVID. But but this idea wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID and 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 us. You know, you and I, coach, talking almost every Friday about this. Correct. And then really just like giving it that push. And that's then, why it's called along came Frank. Yeah. <laughs> along with along, came along came, wow along with frank um, uh, uh, that that's my cue <laughs> but ultimately how did we get here that's a little bit of our story but if there's anything to take away how did you get here you know sometimes you have to just sit back and think about who played a role to get you where you are today who supported you who's even supporting you now whether you're at home whether you're on a business trip Who's holding down the fort for you to be able to do what you do? Don't forget to thank them, appreciate them, as we appreciate you. And until next time, keep living that strategic life. Thank you for listening. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at Instagram and Facebook at Strategic Life Podcast, Twitter at Strategic Life PC, our website, strategiclifepodcast.com, or email us at action at strategiclifepodcast.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Neurostrategic Coaching Institute and for business solutions with music provided by Gorilla Tech.